Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. Normally I'm John, but today, Paul, I've got ambition, so I'm John! <laughs> and today it is episode 39 of Transformers Energon. It is ambition. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, Unicron go boom! And in this episode, there's a whole bunch of flyacons flying around. Yep, they're just, and there's other ones running around just having a good time, and it, it kind of fades out and fades back in, and the city that they were just in looks like it's been destroyed, but now it's perfectly intact, so was that foreshadowing? I don't even care. What I care about is what comes up next, which is Sally's <laughs> little Optimus Prime stuffy, and I want one. <laughs> She's thanking this stuff toy for saving the universe, and two Autobots argue about whether it's worth it to fix the Energon Towers now that the war is over, and then we go to Snowcat- Oh, wait, whoa, 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 Paul, 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 whoa. Didn't you read the handbook? That's the line one of them says. He's oh, yeah. like, you got to always be pre- prepared when you're an Autobot. Didn't you read the handbook? And I just love the idea that like somebody joins the Autobots and they're like, welcome to the team. Here's the handbook. <laughs> this is what we do when the war is over. We fix Energon Towers. <laughs> but yeah, now we go to Snowcat, Demolisher Mirage, because they've been sentenced to 10,000 years in prison. And, and I'm not making this up. The Hotel Autobot Afornia. And an <laughs> Autobot who looks a bit like Blaster from GoBots tells them, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. And guys, Don Henley's on the phone. Now, okay, I don't know my my uh, Eagles lyrics on any deep dives, but isn't that line, you can check out anytime you like, but you can't ever leave, isn't that basically about suicide? Possibly, yeah. Hotel California's are... It, yeah. It'd be interesting if, you know, the, these Decepticons were going to be told, like, hey, you're going to be here for 10,000 years, unless you want to kill yourself. But uh, there's another uh, w- there's another um, Decepticon in this cell block. Yeah, because this guy is in the cell next to them, and he, he asks what... Uh, he asks Snowcat, what happened to Shock hey, you guys want a Transformer or something? Steve? Uh... I guess. Why are you here? I'm really Herman, but from the universe where everyone is Steve. Well, that makes about as much sense as anything else. What Transformer do you have for us today? I don't know. God damn it, Steve. You're holding it in your hand. Uh, I don't see it. The other hand. Oh, yeah. What's his name, Steve? Herman. The Transformer's name is Herman? No, I'm Herman from the universe where everyone is Steve. God damn it, Herman. <sighs> What's the Transformer's name, Herman? Uh... I don't know. So maybe you want to just get back to us on that? Uh, I guess so. Anyway, there is another Transformer. Where's the bathroom? Ninth door on the right. Okay. So, yeah, there is another Transformer there, and he, when he's told that Shockblast is dead, he, we find out that he's Shockblast's brother. Yeah, because Snowcat tells him Optimus Prime probably destroyed him, and he swears revenge. Even though I'm pretty sure they all saw Unicron punch him into a planet, that doesn't matter. Continuity doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, then we go to Dr. Kicker's dad, who proposes a toast with, I'm making quote signs here, sparkling grape juice. Yep, he's pouring himself a little taste, and he wants Red to have one 
deploy them. But Red's worried about Primus. But uh, Dr. Jones says Primus is just in recovery mode. That's why he won't talk to them. So then we go to Optimus, who apparently didn't turn into pixie dust at the end of the last episode because he's in one of those pink healing tubes. Some kind of repair thing. And Omega Supreme tells Ironhide that Optimus can't hear him because Ironhide's trying to talk to him. But uh, he assures him Optimus will recover. And Kicker's worried too and isn't sure this war is really over because... we have to save these fucking planets still. Yeah, but He's why? What the hell going on about them? Yeah, well, well then, anyway, we speaking of planets, we go to a voiceover with uh, Alpha Q complaining about the loss of the sun, and they call it to kick, like, oh, we're lost, we have nothing anymore. They call it to Kicker, who immediately wonders what he's up to. And I, I got to be honest, when Alpha Q started complaining, I, I realized, like, oh, yeah, everybody who was really on his side, with the exception of Kicker, Hasn't given a shit about him since. Rodimus doesn't talk about him. Optimus isn't going to talk about him. Kicker's the only one who cares now. And back with the Autobots, Misha points out the planets are still clinging to life. Remember she said that, even though the sun is burning out. But isn't the sun gone? Like, not burning out. It's gone. And Rodimus Yeah, it's the single thinks, sun in the universe, I guess. <laughs> Rodimus thinks these planets must be surviving on the energon they already have inside them. Sure. I guess. Th- this, okay, just because we both said, really, I guess, a couple times already, <laughs> this episode is just a mess. Like, it not Nothing really happens and people just talk. Um, and the next thing that people talk about is Rad contacting Dr. Kicker's dad, or, or Kicker contacting Dr. Kicker's dad and saying, you got to send Sally and Mum back to Earth. Yeah, and if you look at Dr. Jones's face, you can tell he's drunk. Like, <laughs> he's got the blush. That's he's drawn. Yeah. But as soon as he hangs up sally tells her father i'm not going back to earth and by the way you're drunk dad and why do i look like alexis yeah and i'm sure she has a good reason why she doesn't want to go back to earth oh she has no reason oh okay <laughs> but then rad detects a space bridge and it's decepticons yeah then we cut to uh wingding who's looking over a bunch of autobots i guess they're all going in the pink healing tubes now yeah, and, it seems like Wingding's the only one on his feet, yeah. Yeah, and he gets a report from Red saying, hey, the Decepticons are coming through a gate, and right away Dr. Kicker's dad is like, eh, I don't think it's that big a deal, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, because without Megatron, they won't be able to do a goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so we go to two Autobots, nameless Autobots, on the ground, and they encounter Scorponok and some Flycons, and then Starscream warps in. Yeah, he just unstealth devices with the sword out, and now Megatron's here too, and he knows notices a camera sticking up under the rubble and he thinks back to g1 when he used to have those all over the place himself (laughs) and then he blasts it i gotta give this show credit at least they acknowledge the camera because we do get a shot where like you said he shoots it and it all goes to static but they do show the camera and so often on this show rad or dr kicker's dad or somebody is watching a giant screen and it makes no sense that they're watching this so at least they put a camera in Yep, and now Dr. Jones tells his wife and Sally to get to the escape ship, but again, Sally won't go, but it doesn't matter anymore because the spaceport is under attack by Dinobots, Terracon things. I guess, yeah, I don't know. They knock an Energon tower over, and I think it like it lands on the spaceport and destroys it, so they're, they're stuck on Cybertron. I, I hate that Sally was kind of right, because if she had have gone to the spaceport earlier on, she'd be crushed in it by an Energon Tower right now. Yeah. Anyway, um, we go back to... Where are we in this? Oh, Megatron is calling out um, 
because he's he's arrived now. He he doesn't seem to be like Unicron and Megatron. He seems to have his shit together. Yeah. But he orders Starscream to go rescue all of the other Decepticons and then Scorponok to eliminate the Cybertron guard, whatever that is. Yeah. And then he just has a monologue where he's like, I hear voices in my head. It must be Unicron. Ha ha. Yeah, he has a vision of that green orb we saw before and he thinks that something must have merged with him. And then Optimus's eyes light up. And then just we for go, a second. Just for a second. <laughs> and then uh, Rodimus is like, all right, we're going to go. Everybody's going to go back to Cybertron and Kicker's got to come. And Again, then, Kicker's like, but what are we going to do about the planets? Yeah. Rodimus is like, there's nothing we can do. Now, come on. Yeah. Uh, I guess since the loss of the Energon Orb. So, yeah, he doesn't want to go, but eventually just agrees. And then we go to Optimus in the pink tube and he wakes up and his eyes glow. And I think we go to a commercial break. And then when we come back, there's this weird room with a bunch of statues, and then Optimus wakes up, and his eyes glow. Yeah, I guess that's just what he was dreaming about was that room, but now with Starscream, some generic Autobots try to stop him, but he just, this is kind of cool, he teleports between them, because they're in like two two lines of two, he teleports in between them and just cuts one of them in half. And then with all the Decepticons in the jail cell and this other one, um, uh, Shockblast's brother... The, he's like, hey, can I join your cause? So he, uh, Snowcat agrees to that and they head out. And then outside, Scorponok just starts taking down Energon Towers. Oh, yeah. After he destroys two generic Autobots effortlessly, he starts taking yeah. down these towers and Dr. Jones and Red can't activate the Energon grid to, you know, chase him away because there isn't enough Energon. So Dr. Jones is going to get more. And then to do that, he just says, Primus, I need more Energon. Like, yeah, that, okay. that's plan. Yeah, if it were that simple. Yeah. Like. So uh, we go to Megatron, who I, I think is inside Cybertron now. For a second, I thought it might have been Unicron, but then I realized Unicron's dead, so it's got to be Cybertron. Um, and he shoots at a couple Autobots, but he, he's looking for something. He's like, keeps referring to the voice in my head as telling me where to go. And then inside a planet, Unicron yes. says, go north. <laughs> inside a planet. Yeah, but before it tells him that, though, after he, like, blasts these groups of generic Autobots and everything's on fire around him, there's this awesome shot of Megatron landing in the fire. And yes. you just see him in the silhouette behind the flames. It's really cool. But and back with Dr. Jones, he's trying to get Primus to wake up still, and Sally looks worried, and her mother tells her her father's been into the sauce again, honey. <laughs> yeah, because he's still yelling at Primus. Like, that's his whole plan. Just yell at Primus and beg for Energon, I guess. <laughs> so uh, then somebody, one of the, uh, on the Miranda 2, I think it's Miranda 2 or on Cybertron, doesn't matter. Uh, somebody runs in and is like, hey, Optimus went AWOL. Yeah, but can the commanding officer of an army go AWOL? That doesn't even make sense. That's the guy you ask for permission to leave, right? But but they're and also they're on the Miranda 2, right? Because then <laughs> we go to Optimus flying behind the Miranda 2 trying to catch up and meet them on Cybertron, but we also, this came out of nowhere, have Ironhide telling Kicker it's his destiny to go find Optimus, who has already acknowledged that he's following them. Yeah, he was on the planet, you just left, and now he's <sighs> following you. <laughs> But he was he on the plane? I thought he was on the Miranda too. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. No. Um, oh, oh, because also Jetfire is with him in flying beside Optimus for no reason. Yep. And they're going to defend Cybertron and on Cybertron at the Hotel Autobot Afornia. Wingding <laughs> reports in the place is just trashed. Like the prisoners are gone and 
Sally's mad at hell about that. Now, where are they supposed to hide? And why do I look like Alexis dad? Yeah, she has a real attitude this whole episode. Comes in strong and doesn't let down. It's laugh out loud. Just the fucking look on her face. It's it's hilarious. So we go to Megatron, who's he reaches like a wall and he's like, why did you give me a dead end? And all the Flyacons, I don't know, they sense something, I guess. Yeah, they're excited about something. So he slashes a wall and it glows and then turns into an empty elevator shaft. Yep, and he's hesitant at first, but then jumps down the shaft and even though he can fly and can transform into something that flies he yells like he's <laughs> falling to his death and sure enough he does land flat on his face <laughs> that made me laugh it was just comedic Swack. but um there is he, there's another cool shot of megatron here and actually there's going to be a third coming up but mm. uh there's a cool shot of megatron here walking towards i don't know what it is a portal or a gate or a throne i just it was a shape but he's uh, he walks like over the camera and, uh, and the camera's between his legs, low on the ground. And he, it just, it's a great shot of him walking with all the flyacons behind him. Mm. And he eventually gets to the room with the transformer statues is what I called them earlier that we saw before in Optimus's dream, I guess it was. And he looks at a painting on the ceiling and calls it a mural, which is a painting on a wall, Megatron. That's what the word means. But it's a painting depicting all the battles, he says, between Autobots and Decepticons, which even Megatron admits never resolves anything. Yes, the line is actually where war has settled nothing. That is fucking deep, especially for this show. Especially coming from Megatron. It's like the kind of thing he might admit to himself, but he would never let anybody know that he ever even thought that. Yeah, that might be my favorite line in this series. And, you know, hats off to David Kay. Oh, he just nailed it. Yeah. But uh, these things apparently are not statues. They're actual Transformers. And Megatron says they're just corroded after being down here for so long guarding whatever it is they're guarding. Yeah, he like, he demands, he's, he's yelling out to Unicron a lot. Uh, what's my next direction? Tell me what to do. Um, and the, he, oh, he shoots at one of them and just destroys it. And then the other three come to life. And one of them right away is like, what did you do? And he's like, I'm Megatron, join me. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, the one that questions it has a gigantic Autobot symbol on his chest. And yeah, yeah. Uh, another one's a Decepticon. And he immediately made me think Constructicons he's the right colors and Megatron's like I'm your new master my name is Megatron and that's the third great shot of Megatron in this episode Kicker's entire family is in danger on Cybertron and the Autobots are on their way to help but Kicker tries to convince them that they need to stay here and help these stupid planets and Rodimus flat out tells them there is nothing we can do before essentially dragging Kicker along. Now, what I wanted Rodimus to do right there was be like, alright, fine, here's a shovel, a bag of seeds, and a watering can. Good luck, kid. Get home and save your family first, Kicker. The planets aren't going anywhere. Besides, what do you expect the Autobots to do? There's no sun. That's the problem. If the Autobots or anyone on the show knew how to build a new sun, they'd have done it by now. Which brings up another good point. Because there's no sun, the planets are mostly in darkness. I guess there'd still be starlight to see by. But apart from light, stars also provide heat. How are these planets not frozen without a sun? Blizzard planet? More like blizzard planets. Laurel, ocean planet will be a rink planet by now. How are you going to get anything to grow or survive on a planet near total darkness covered in ice when it's 200 degrees below zero, Kicker? At that point, it doesn't even matter whether it's Fahrenheit or Celsius, to quote John from that GoBots episode with that idiot in his weather machine. Hey, there you go, Kicker. Build a weather machine. You got the shovel in the bag. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. This episode was ambitious. Paul, what 
was ambitious about this episode. Everything in this episode with Megatron was awesome. And the, I thought, anyway, and the, the backgrounds in this one, in particular, I had to point out, were very, very well done, especially inside Cybertron. Yes, I liked seeing Megatron's story progress. Uh, we mentioned those three very cool shots of him. They didn't just progress his story, but they, they also like just made it look good and also the scenes is sally looking so pissed off at her father they they just made me laugh like i just wanted her to grab the wine bottle from him and storm off drinking straight from it like give me that <laughs> i'm fucking done with you dad why do i look like alexis <laughs> the, yeah so there were those good things aside from that this was a confusing episode everything kicker and autobot related was just people saying stuff that didn't matter and it probably sucked because of the translation well especially the whole bit we gotta you have to get to optimus when optimus is where you just were but he's not even there he's following you (laughs) like they mangled that one it was a mess yeah the the other thing that makes me worried i I, i'm not worried because i know i'm going to be disappointed but seeing that uh giant i mean it looks like devastator it really looks like devastator yeah i know it's not going to be devastator they're probably going to call him cosmos or hoist or something (laughs) and and it's you know, I'm ready to be disappointed. But uh, they looked cool. Yeah, so far. <laughs> yeah. The next episode Poe and I are going to review is Wishes. If you want to wish upon a star, go right ahead. But if you want to email us, you can email us at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to the Eagles with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Why do I look like Alexis?